0: if i uh, cuz i was going to say like fungal berry and that sounds way worse yeah no that's that's also not great bah, bah, bah. dear listeners and welcome to another hey i've got an idea show that there is my brother mason to infinity and beyond williams and that over there is my brother luke asparagus williams ah, i see we've got uh both sides represented here Yes, the vegetable and the Toy Story side of what we're going to do. Because this episode, Luke, we are going to invent a vegetable. Are we? Uh, we might. I hope so. This suggestion comes to us from Kev, who I guess was unsatisfied with our last invention of a vegetable. Yeah, no, we've, we 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 may be fucked up a little bit. Okay, for those that might have started listening a little bit later on... I highly recommend going back to Season 1 and checking out our episode, Vegetable, because basically, in a nutshell, here is what happened. For whatever reason, I refused to not talk about Toy Story until yeah. we started talking about Toy Story for the majority of the episode instead of inventing a vegetable. But then what we wound up landing on was a post-human Toy Story universe, which was worthwhile in its own right to talk about, and... Sure. uh yeah, one of the most hard to pin down and most interesting things about our podcast is that uh, sometimes we we stick to the mission and we do okay, and sometimes not sticking to the mission is not a bad idea either, and hence ideas can come from, from anywhere. You see that, uh, that trailer for 4? 4? Toy Story 4, yeah. Oh, Toy Story 4. Uh, I saw footage of it muted on my phone, and clearly the first 30 seconds or more is them spinning in circles, holding each other's hands, and I didn't have time to give it more context than that, and that's as much as I saw. This is Luke, just sticking this in here. Uh, Just watch the trailer. Watch the trailer right now before you listen to this next part. Okay, Uh, well, here's the thing. It's them, like, holding hands and spinning around in a circle and enjoying each other's company, but then the twist, and I'm going to give this away, like, if you want to actually go watch the trailer for Toy Story 4, pause this, go check it out on YouTube, come on back. Um, There's another character in the circle who's new, Oh, and he is a spork with a face drawn on it. And he oh. yells that no, I shouldn't be here. I'm not a toy. Oh, okay. No, uh, we gotta we gotta pause this episode. Okay, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Okay, you go watch it. I'll wait. You effectively summarized that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a little bit weird that the alien toy on the second pass was somehow inside of the Slinky Dog Slinky. When he came before the slinky dog the first time around. Well, uh, dogs are carnivores. So he just ate Oh, him. he ate him. I see. So uh so yeah, I think it's interesting that evidently they're gonna be getting into the nitty-gritty of what counts as a toy and when and why. Mm-hmm. Um throwing this one out there, we're supposed to invent a vegetable. And uh similarly uh the sex toy market. Yeah. Uh is kind of whatever you feel like sticking in yourself. Okay. So a vegetable. Is it a toy? A vegetable can be a toy. Like here's the thing. Uh Mr. Potato Head, originally yeah. back in the day, you just got the pieces and you're supposed to stick them into a real potato. Oh yeah. Huh. And then you make Mr. Potato Head that way. Yeah. Whereas now. If you got a naked Mr. Potato Head, it's just the potato, the plastic potato thing. I could stick that Well now, that see here's, my the thing, ass. here's the thing. If I was to go buy a Mr. Potato Head right now. Yeah. And take all of the stuff off of him so it's just a brown, lumpy thing with holes in it. Mm-hmm. And I was to hand you that brown, lumpy thing, and culturally you were not familiar with Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. Would you say, ah, uh, yes, this is a toy potato? I don't know what I would say because looking at it... I, it doesn't necessarily read potato, right? Like it doesn't, it's not so potato like that. It has like scuffs of dirt and little, you know, like we had a a stress ball potato from McCain kicking around the the house with a little squishy foam thing. And it was made to look like a potato. And if you, you know, if you looked at it from three feet away, you would know, oh, it's a fake potato from McCain. That's cute. But if you looked at it from across the room, you might be like, hey, what's that potato doing over there? Right. So like right. Mr. Potato Head, not the same not the same quality of potato realism. Now I'm picturing like the conquistadors showing up and like talking to the Incas and be like, hey, have one of these. Like they would not recognize it as the potato that is their food stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, if I did not know what a Mr. Potato Head was, and I had no cultural a uh, touchstone for a Mr. Potato Head. And you handed me a Mr. Potato Head with no parts to stick into it to make it a, a, a dude. It's just the shape of the base potato. Yep. And said, what is this? With the trapdoor butt and and whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, my guess would be it's maybe something for gardening that like the roots could come through and you could just like lift up the uh-huh. flap and, and water it or something. All right. Okay, so what if you were going to grow potatoes in a Mr. Potato Head? I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't work. The one cool thing would be that if you put the... The the cool thing about potatoes is that they grow kind of like bulbs where bulbs are the end goal. Kind of like how you can plant cloves of garlic and get full bulbs later. Because, you know, it'll it'll multiply its... And then you dig the bulbs back up and eat the bulbs, right? Similar with potatoes... The theory is, is that you put fragments of potatoes and then it turns into more potatoes. So well, if you yet, had yes it yes and no. Yes and no. Here's the thing. Everybody assumes, oh, you get the eye from the potato and then you let that sprout and it makes it into more potato. What people don't realize, potatoes also have seeds. They have seeds? Where are the seeds? Yeah, the the potato plant like the plant that, the part that goes above the ground, I know this because I know about Solanum tuberosum. Like this is a, a thing that I know. Mm-hmm. They have; they're actually a member of the tomato family, and they have these little tiny fruits that sort of look like little cherry bullshit nightshade kind of looking tomatoes. Okay, uh, not edible, but they do have flowers. They do have seeds in the fruit, and they reproduce this typical sexual way up there. Okay. Uh, but generally, we don't do that. We have the eyes of the potato. When you plant the eyes, you get more potatoes, but that's not a, reprodu- that's not a true reproduction because there's no sexual selection and, and making, you know, the DNA do the little dance. That is a clone. You are cloning potatoes. Now, here's the thing. Because it's so much easier to clone potatoes than it is to grow them from seeds, all modern potato agriculture is done via cloning. But the problem is, is that means that all those potatoes are genetically identical. So if some infection comes along, they're all going to be susceptible to it immediately. Gotcha. And very often, like in modern potato farms, like when a truck is coming onto the farm, it's got to like drive through a little trough of like antibacterial bullshit. So you don't track in something on the tires, right? Like that's how seriously they take this. And this was a big deal back during the Irish potato famine because there was a blight that took out all these potatoes, and, like, even though potatoes come from South Africa, the Irish, uh, not South Africa, South America, uh, the Irish people had come to rely on them as a foodstuff, and then they all got blight, and they all fucking died, and a bunch of Irish people starved, and a lot of them moved to Boston, that's why Boston's full of redheads. But, Hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, now you know about potatoes. Interesting. I did not put all of those, uh, uh I did not connect all of those dots together. Uh, you 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 want to know what uh, I'm going to hit you with another dot and another uh interesting vegetable fact. Okay. Uh are you familiar with carrageenan? Uh that's a uh I know of it as a food additive and I believe it makes things more it's like a a, a gelling agent. Yes, yes, it is derived from seaweed. Uh there's yes, a, a yes, type okay. of seaweed And you get it, and you process it, and you get uh, carrageenan, which is basically kind of like a gel. And it's typically used, especially in dairy products, to make sure that your shit doesn't separate. Like, if you were to Mm. check the ice cream in your freezer right now, it probably has carrageenan in it. Yeah, 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 right. And the thing is, carrageenan, you'll notice I'm hitting that hard G. It's not carrageenan, it's carrageenan. I was pronouncing it incorrectly. Go on. Yeah, because the root word is Gaelic, because carrageenan originally comes from off the coast of Ireland. And here's the thing, carrageenan, like the gel, the sort of jello that you get, high Mm. in protein, you can just eat it straight, and that was, in fact, how several people survived the Irish potato famine, is they happened to be on the coast, and they produced enough carrageenan to keep themselves alive. Now, you got me thinking in a new direction here, too, because if we are tasked with inventing a vegetable, Uh there is the separation of vegetable and fruit and, you know, what do we want to invent in a vegetable, but basically, it's edible plant matter. It's not necessarily... Do Do you want to invent a new kind of edible seaweed? Well, that, that's that's what I'm thinking, right? Is that like a, a seaweed is a vegetable, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean we got kelp, like when you eat like seaweed salad. And we got nori that you wrap your sushi in, but you know what? We do not have sea fruits. Like, in, in French, they refer to seafood as fruit de mer, which is uh, fruit of the ocean. Right. But that's like clams. That's that's not actually fruits. I'm talking like, can we breed a seaweed that will bear fruits like an apple? I actually just saw a DS9 episode uh, where they fished some, what was essentially grapes out of a pond, as though it was like an orchid on a lily pad. Uh, so they had like a water-based fruit. I am uh, totally into that. Yeah, I mean... Don't get me wrong, that's cool and all. And, like, from a Darwinian perspective, you could certainly imagine a kind of fruit that's on seaweed, and then when it gets ripe, it just sort of plucks itself and floats away on the current, and then it just, you know, much like regular fruit, the whole idea is you've got the seed in there, and it's got the fruity outside that is either enticing something to eat it, or... Uh, it, it's, it's going to decay, but then the fruit has got the nutrients in it to support the new plant. Okay. Um, two things I want to talk about. One, uh, is the concept of something berry-like or uh-huh. something fruit-like that has a more, uh, a more savory vegetable-like flavor. Like, okay. when I combine these two words together, tell me what you picture. Okay all right mushroom berry okay that's uh I'm, I'm just picturing like berries with a fungal infection which i know is not what you wanted so if i because i was gonna say like fungal berry and that sounds way worse yeah no that's that's also not great uh okay, shroom but- berry maybe shroomberry. Okay, let me try let me try another one. Well, you know yeah. what sort of a savory fruit is like jackfruit. Yeah? Yeah, jackfruit's kind of cool in that way. Let me let me try another one here. Okay, hit me. Um uh broccoli melon. Broccoli melon. Okay. Okay. Uh like it's it's going to be watery like you get the texture of a melon but it's still got that flavor that would not be out of place in a stir-fry. Hmm. Uh, let me tell you, when I was growing broccoli uh, this past summer, or was I was trying to, anyway, um, mm-hmm. our broccoli, I believe that it got too much direct sun and didn't get enough water, so uh, I believe it stretched or bolted one of the two. I'm not 100% sure on this. Mm-hmm. And what we got was these little shoots Coming out of the broccoli plant, and instead of encouraging nice little blo- broccoli florets, uh, we got these, these bolted broccoli shoots first. And what they started out as was like, there were like little beans, and they had like broccoli flavor. So they were like broccoli beans. Broccoli beans, you say? And they were fully edible, they just weren't as good as broccoli, and they were kind of yeah. fibrous. But... But I mean, presumably like you do a few dozen generations of breeding broccoli beans, you could get some pretty good goddamn beans. Yeah, like they weren't like beans in the sense that they were, uh, you know, pods that had little nuggets of bean in them. It was more like they were shaped like beans. So I'm calling them broccoli beans because when I, you know, tossed a couple of them in, uh, in balsamic, it was like I was doing a little bean salad, but it was broccoli flavored. All right. Um. Okay. Here's another thought. Well now, now here's a question. Here's a question about these broccoli beans. Yeah. they Make you fart. Uh. Well, they were magical. Oh, really? Magical like a fruit. And the so more you I planted ate, them, and they grew into like a giant broccoli shoot that went up to the heavens, and you you climbed it, and you went, and there was a giant in a castle, and you did a home invasion and stole all his shit. And then when he quite reasonably chased you, you cut down the broccoli chute and he fell to his death and fuck him forever. That is a hell of an extrapolation that you assume that much. I just assume that that's what you did because I know how much you enjoy home invasion. No. Okay, he didn't die. What? He He didn't die. You assume he fell and died. He didn't die. Okay, so he's still wandering around down here? He's down here, misses his home. You don't think he's gonna, like, raid your shit and try and get his heart back? He's fine, I moved. (laughs) So anyway. So he's stumbling around in a world that is not scaled for him, and he's like, Oh, I lost my stuff, and also I can't get back up to the clouds where my house is. This is bullshit. He'll be okay. He was like a dick to the goose or whatever. I'm not saying he's not a dick, but that doesn't justify rolling up in his crib, stealing all his swag, and then exiling him to the ground. Like, I what? disagree. Let's invent a vegetable. Yeah, okay. So a giant beanstalk. Yes. Giant I mean, that... beanstalk, giant beans. Yeah, you get giant beans off a of giant beanstalk. They don't really tackle that. They you, they just kind of talk about the stock and the climbing up there. Yeah, yeah, I've... here's the question, here's the question. Giant beanstalk, giant beans, you plant the beans to get the beanstalk, why weren't those beans giant? Oh my god, all those beans coming off, they fall to the ground and make new beanstalks yeah, no, that's that's the, that's the, that's the problem. Over. That's what beans do. Like, assuming that the townspeople don't swarm the entire stalk and eat all of the beans, at least one of those beans is going to grow a new beanstalk. And here's the thing. If regular-sized beans make giant beanstalk, giant beans, how big of a beanstalk do you get from them? And you know what else occurs to me? Is that, like, the leaves coming off of this beanstalk, uh, to scale, they're, like, the size of, like, a couple houses. And that that shit, you know autumn comes around it starts dropping its leaves it's gonna like be like dropping a tarp the size of a city block on top of your car while you're driving that'd be terrifying that would be pretty terrifying like uh it's uh at the time of recording here we're in the middle of november uh we just had like autumn when the leaves were falling all over the place like that's inconvenient when it's the size of a maple leaf but imagine if the leaves that are falling in the sky are big enough that if it lands on your windshield you have lost all visibility hmm okay vegetable vegetable from okay. scratch here's here's a question yes do we want it like if cuz we can invent whatever we want i'm not going to say like oh it, is is it a fruit or a vegetable because of how many seeds it has Here's the question. Do we want it to be seedless or, alternatively, all seeds? Well, I mean, with beans, what you're eating is the seed. So beans are already all seed? Well, I mean, excluding the pod. So if you have refried beans, you're having seed paste. You're you're eating babies. I see. Okay, I seed, even. Yeah, and I mean, same with stuff like peas or corn, like, you are eating the seed. Mm -hmm. Whereas with most fruits, you are eating the fruit around the seed and getting the seed out of there. And then with a lot of vegetables, you're eating what you're actually eating is like the flower or the stalk or the stem or the root. And babies come from seed in part. Seed. Like, the, like the cabbage patch seed seed from a, a wing wong oh you're talking about semen yeah speaking of semen am i am i hearing uh gongnam style specifically um there there might be a little Gangnam style yes uh it's coming up through the floor much Se- like a semen stock it's coming up Oh no, a beanstalk okay let's so what do you want to make for a vegetable okay Uh, well, I mean, do we want to incorporate semen? I mean, I feel like we don't, but also if it was, like, replacing, replacing the seed of, uh, of, you know, like, say, for example, how a cucumber has seeds or whatever, say if instead there's just jizz. Okay, so a cucumber, but the core in the center, instead of seeds, it's just sperm and then you bite into it and you get that delicious cucumbery that light summer taste of cucumber around the outside but the core in the center delicious delicious jizz (laughs) i mean i feel like that's pretty gross i'm feeling like that's not gonna be an appetizing proposition for a lot of people uh different strokes for different folks that's true Some people might prefer jizz in their cucumbers. I mean, now, like, I didn't until you mentioned it, but now that you've suggested this, uh, yeah, you know what? I could go for a jizz cucumber right now. Uh, You know what? There, there's a couple of recipes in my, my semen cookbook. Mm -hmm. I could easily see, like, a semen ranch kind of thing, right? Sure. Like, that's, that's not hard to imagine, but you know what is hard to imagine Is a new idea for a vegetable that this is why I kept pivoting to Toy Story the last time because it's like there isn't. I don't. Well, I mean, I think we've hit on some interesting ideas thus far. Like, we've got our sea grapes. Yeah. We've got uh, a cucumber filled with semen. (laughs) We've got the beans from the giant beanstalk that you plant and you get a more giant beanstalk and you continue until the whole earth is nothing but a giant bean. You know what I keep thinking of? I just can't shake this mental image of how in Super Mario RPG, to get to Nimbus Land, you climbed Uh up the beanstalk. Yeah, yeah. And I just keep thinking of, like, the aesthetic of that beanstalk. Like how it was, like, curly and you were going from, like, leaf to leaf in the platforming section. And then, like, also on the map screen, you just kind of go up from one dot to the next dot. Let's be honest, a a big part of that is determined by the fact that this is a Mario game, and Mario is primarily known for running and jumping on platforms. So the beanstalk would necessarily have to be large enough that it's platforms, because if you're just climbing it like a rope, I mean, Mario does do that, but you cannot have a very good, like, combat section if you're in the middle of climbing, like, a rope. Yeah, it's not as tight of an aesthetic... Yeah, For him to be climbing uh, in Super Mario RPG that and way. You got your hands occupied. You can't wield that hammer or throw fireballs. I believe there wasn't any climbing in Super Mario RPG, save like the chandelier. And it was just kind of holding the chain. It wasn't climbing, I don't think. No, there was climbing. There was yeah, climbing. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have like ladders and so forth. There must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was completely separate from combat because combat was a separate screen. Anyway. So... What if Mr. Potato Head was edible? Well, I mean, everything is edible if you're brave. It's true. Okay, so here's my thought. Mr. Potato Head, you okay. get the Mr. Potato Head. Yep. You you put either a potato seed or a potato eye or whatever Yep. inside there, fill it with soil, okay? And then you plant that Mr. Potato Head, and you allow potatoes to grow inside the Mr. Potato Head. And then, you know, once those potatoes are ripe... You dig the whole thing up, you wash it, you just wash all of the dirt off of it, but you've now got a potato that's grown inside this Mr. Potato Head body that is so large that you cannot take it out through the butthatch, it's just a Mm. potato inside a potato. And then, like, you hand it to somebody and you're like, here, here's a potato inside a potato, and they'll be like, how did you get this in here? It doesn't fit. I, I I don't understand. This is a paradox. And you're like, wink. It would also be very funny to me to see the eye shoots come out through where the eye socket hole would be. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so we can actually do all kinds of shit like with grafting and whatnot. Like that's actually very often how you get seedless fruits is you will get like a branch from an orange tree that has the oranges that are just developing and you then graft it onto some other kind of tree and then for whatever reason that means it doesn't grow seeds. Like, you can hybridize plants quite a bit. Like, they will take... It's not like human beings where, like, if I get a liver from you but it's the wrong blood type, I'm gonna die. It's like, Mm. no, plants are just like, oh, apple, sure, whatever. So, how does the grafting process actually work? Is that like... Is that like you... Take, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, like, say you take a branch from an orange uh-huh. tree and you're like, I'm going to graft this onto this other tree. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, cut a strip off of the one side and then shave, like, a little bit off the tree and then, like, tie it on and then eventually the two fleshes will heal around each other? Basically. That's, that's it, huh? Huh. Yeah. That's and, weird. like, they've got to be at least a little related. Like, you can't graft beans onto an apple tree, but, like, a peach and a, and a plum are close enough. So there was, somebody planted a maple branch in this backyard that we have in this new property that we're on. Yeah. And it actually grew over the course of, like, 15 years from, uh-huh. like, a foot-long branch to, like, maybe about a meter and a half, like, almost human height. But it was blighted to shit because it was just from a stick, so, like... It was just re- super dead. And anyway, I killed it. I pulled it out. Well done. Some childhood dream. I heard it was called Sappy. Huh. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of fucking it, let's go to the water cooler. Oh, yay! Water. That's cool. uh, let's go. Let's, we'll, we'll be back. Oh, hello, dear listeners. I didn't see you there. This is the water cooler segment where we're going to talk about what's going on in Mason's life and my life there's some new stuff i want to talk about i'm getting ready to launch a secondary podcast that's going to have a little bit more of a narrative structure that's coming very soon uh when it does do me a solid and hype it up to all your friends that would be cool it's going to be called 300 seconds of luke being funny and it's a little bit of a comedy journey uh more on that very soon Uh, i'm hoping to get that out early january I'm also working on a mashup album, and a, v- a video essay series, and another project with Mason that you're going to find out about in a couple of weeks. Mason, on the other hand, who actually finishes his projects, uh, does some comics, which you probably know about at this time. One's called Forward, one's called Roll to Save. He also does books and other good stuff. Also, if you want to advertise with us at this space, this is a good space to do it. Advertisecast.com slash 2493 gives you an idea of how you can get an ad in here. Also, we're looking for suggestions for things that we should invent. You can always hit us up. Uh, on Twitter at H I G A I show or via email H I G A I show at gmail.com. I also want to mention that we're coming up on the end of season two. It's just a couple, uh, I guess it's a couple months, but still, uh, we're going to do a couple quick changes for season three. It's going to be cool. Um, look forward to that. Also the best idea of season two, uh, is going to be pretty fun. Uh, mark my words. But I bet you're wondering what's up with that actual vegetable, probably. Anyway, here's more of us doing our invention thing. Uh, thanks, as usual, for listening. Okay, so Luke, you know who we haven't heard from? Who is that? Well, uh, at the time that we did our first vegetable episode, we didn't have him yet. And for this episode, we do have him, and we have- Scott Bacula. Well, no. I was gonna say regular Scott, our our terrible mascot who fucks us up. You're gonna say you're gonna say regular Scott instead of definition bot. Yeah, no, I, I already know the definition of a vegetable, but I think that we could get Scott in here. And we could ask his opinion. I don't want to be associated with Scott at all. Well, you hear that? You that, hear that? He's now one he's all mascots. He's, he's, already he's already fucking, fucking with, my with my audio, audio and you and sound, you like, sound chipmunk. like chipmunk. Okay. Um, okay. okay, you actually you want, actually want, to, want ask to ask Scott something? Scott go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hey, Scott. Yeah? Quit, quit fucking with our audio. Get over here. Okay. Here I am. Do you want me to lick your dick? Uh, not not yet. Um, how, what, what's your favorite vegetable, Scott? My favorite vegetable is the eggplant. The eggplant, you say? Why is that? Because I'm gross. Don't you think it's funny that an eggplant doesn't have egg in it? What's the deal with that? I'm going to leave now. Bye, Scott. I love Goodbye. you. It's my, is my audio back? Uh, yeah, okay. I can hear you. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. Okay, uh, so you want to wheel Definition Bot out? Yeah, we'll get Definition Bot okay. out here. Let me just start him up here. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Definition Bot... How are you feeling today? I am doing sufficiently well. Thank you for asking. Okay. I'm just going to do a quick definition. Uh, what is the definition of a vegetable? Vegetables are parts of plants that are consumed by humans as food is part of a meal. The original meaning is still commonly used and is applied to plants collectively to refer to all edible plant matter, including the flowers, fruits, stems, leaves, fruits, and seeds. Okay. Uh that's interesting. Uh, is is there it but I thought that the I thought that it was more distinctive than that. The alternate definition of the term vegetable is applied somewhat arbitrarily, often by culinary and cultural tradition. It may exclude foods derived from some plants that are fruits, nuts, and cereal grains, but include fruits from others such as tomatoes and courgettes and seeds such as pulses. Okay, so I've seen cocktails and stuff that you can get that'll have, like, edible violets in them. Like, if if you have, like, an edible flower, that's a vegetable. Have I served my purpose for this definition session? Uh, yes. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you, Definition Bot. You- we're- we're okay. good. I'll- I'll shut- I'll, I'll shut him down. Okay. So, edible- edible violet. Uh, yeah, I mean- Same with like, uh, hibiscus, uh, I've seen lots of stuff with that. You, you know uh, what, you know what we have not addressed here is, uh, is liquids like sap, uh, we, we turn that into, uh, into maple syrup, but maple 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 syrup, I think most people would agree is not a vegetable, despite the fact that it is derived from a plant and is not a fruit. You just bled that out of a, out of a maple tree. That's just sweet vegetable blood. And like, uh, also nectar, like if yeah. you were to drink nectar directly and not have it pass through a bee and therefore become an animal product, like nectar is a, a plant product that is not a fruit, but most people would say nectar, not a vegetable. So are you proposing that maybe we can get a nectar from something else? Like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit to something here. This is for something that I do sometimes. Are you ready okay. for this? Okay. Okay. You know how clover, like, you'll get those little... Uh, they'll be the little white flowers, but then they'll be the larger purple flowers. Yeah, sure. What I do sometimes when I see those little purple flowers, like, assuming that they're not too close to the highway and taste like, like exhaust, is, like, I will just pick one of those little purple flowers, and then what you do is... You got to be real careful with your teeth. You get the blossom, but not even the green part. And you just sort of, uh, sort of graze it out. You just sort of pull it out and you get perfectly edible flower matter, which is quite good. And then sometimes as long as a bee hasn't gotten to it first, there's just a little tiny, like pinprick dot of sweetness at the bottom there. Hmm. Okay. So you could potentially harvest a bunch of that. And make, like, little sweet... It would be labor-intensive, but, yeah, Yeah, but there is part of the clover flour that I assure you, you can eat. So much of stuff is like that, like saffron. Yeah. Saffron's super labor-intensive, which is why it's so expensive. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't know. What do you actually want to make, though? Uh, Well, uh, if we're improving the world... I want to make something that is ideally not that labor-intensive, but is super nutritious. What if we didn't want to help the world? Then we could do my clover thing. Your clover thing is just, you sometimes eat shit off the ground. I sometimes eat weeds, yes. Yeah, and I'm thinking still all seeds. All seeds. Okay, so you want to eat a seed. I mean, not, I, don't, I don't want to eat a seed. I want a vegetable that is just completely seeds. Uh, okay, now here's a concern. You know the, uh, the urban legend is like you eat watermelon seeds, and then they grow inside your tummy, and... Right. Yeah. Now, uh, what, if, what if the vegetable that you make, and you're like, oh, it's, it's all seeds. Eat the seeds, everybody. And then mm. the next thing you know, you got a giant fucking beanstalk coming out of your belly button. Yeah, that would be gross. I wouldn't like that. This this is the, the problem that we gotta head off at the pass here. Can you graft, like, plant matter to yourself? Um, depends on how you define plant matter. Well, what do you mean? Well, like, for example, a piece of wood... Yeah, you could just jam that into your arm, and like your skin might grow around it, and now you've got a piece of wood in your arm. Cool, but it's dead so far. Mm. Like, I do not think that you could have a plant that grows off of your blood sugar and is still alive and is in a symbiotic here, here, relationship with you. Here's what I think: I think that there must be some kind of symbiotic plant matter human hybrid that has happened in history and it's gross and some sort of medical marvel and feel free to google it not with our express well I mean I mean, sloths sloths have oh, yeah, like sloths moss, get moss and stuff on. on them there you go maybe we could make a salad out of sloth moss uh, I'm into it it'd be like hairy and gross are, are sloths good meat like i never hear about people eating sloths but i mean they gotta be tasty Uh, we must be living in a different kind of society now that sloths aren't extinct because dodos are extinct yeah and dodos were slow and stupid yeah sloths are slow and stupid but we haven't killed them all yet Well, well, I mean, slow and stupid is not always why things go extinct. Like take the Tasmanian tiger, for example. Uh, Those guys were uh, carnivores and they were all, you know, pretty, pretty good carnivores, terrifying big mouth. But then you bring in dogs and they're they become dingoes and they just edge them out of the, the ecological niche because dogs are better at being dogs than marsupials are. Yeah, I'm with you so far. Okay. Um, what about a vegetable that serves another purpose in addition to being plant matter that you can eat for sustenance? Okay, so it makes good plant matter, but it's also like a good exfoliant face scrub. That's a pretty good example. I was sort of thinking about how, like, pumpkins, for example are very immediately used as, like, uh, jack-o'-lanterns. Okay, well, right? I mean, the so thing like, is, like, there's already plenty of shit that is used for other shit. Like, I just pulled that example of an exfoliant face scrub out of my ass, but I guarantee you, you go to, you know, the beauty section of your local whatever store, and you could probably find a pumpkin face scrub right now. Yeah, or your some, like, pineapple rind brush or something. Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, here's an idea. What about a vegetable that... Okay, think like watermelon. Okay. Right? But instead of it being like a foot to a foot and a half long, imagine it's about six feet long. But still the diameter of a watermelon? No. Slightly bigger. Imagine triple that. Okay. Okay. So you got these pods that you could pretty much fit a human in. Okay, so, I mean, I open this up, I get tasty, tasty melon on the inside, and then when I'm done, I have a coffin. That's what I'm thinking. Like, what if you could basically have an instant canoe? Oh, you were going canoe. Or a sleeping bag. See, or whatever. I'm thinking coffin because then you bury a human in it, And then you get... Um, it's going to be compostable. Yeah. Neat. I like that. I like these little biodegradable coffins made out of a giant watermelon. Yeah, because a canoe, problem with that is you bust it up once, you can't really repair that because it's a fucking gourd. But, like, Mm. a, a coffin, if it starts breaking down, whatever, that's what you wanted. There you go. Okay, so instead of it being sweet watermelon flesh on the inside, I'm going to have it multiplied by random word generator. Oh, boy. So the inside flavor of our watermelon coffin will be... Investment. Investment. Sweet. Well, this is pretty easy one-two punch you're investing in your coffin being this watermelon rind thing you ideally would want to pick that up before you know you're about to die right because you don't want to start rotting before the ceremonies so this is like somebody just croaks and then you go invest in a yeah coffin okay watermelon. so here's the thing here's the thing you figure you're about to die you buy one of these things, and that's your initial investment. You cut it open, get all this sweet meat out of it, and you mm-hmm. serve it up. And that's what you're going to eat at your wake. And, like, maybe it's something, I, like, that'll keep. That, just, that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also, you get a bunch of seeds, and everybody gets a seed and when they're going home. So you can plant this, and you can get your own fruits, and that's your own investment later on in life. And then you die. You get in the melon... And then they bury the melon, rind, with you in it. It doesn't grow a new one because you took all the seeds out. It just decomposes with your ass inside, and all the mourners are eating delicious melon, and they each have a little thing to take home so that they can grow more melons. Here's another prospect, Okay. Okay. So I was thinking that, like, we would cut this melon off of the, uh, off of the, out of the patch... Potentially take it over the water and it can double as a canoe. But now I'm thinking, what if we just left them in the patch and we didn't even disconnect it from the patch. Oh. So we bury you in the living plant. And then slowly but surely this plant absorbs all of you decomposing. Like you stitch it back together and it heals itself back up. And then you can't get back into the into the watermelon. Well, I mean, then you can't eat any more of the shit from that same plant because it's kind of like indirect cannibalism. Yeah, and then the other big, the other big issue here is you want to make sure you're not accidentally losing track of which was which and you open up one that has a partially composted body inside. Yeah, and other issue there is the smell because... Uh, The whole reason you'd bury a human body six feet down is you need at least six feet of dirt to keep from smelling human rot. Is that something that will be successfully contained within a few inches of melon rind? Well, right now when we're saying melon rind, we're talking about something very, very porous towards the inside of it. And also maybe an inch thick and very, very collapsible. Gallagher can just get through that with a hammer really easy. Right. What if it was a much more woody seed pod? Like, what if this was a giant life tree that has all these pods okay. in its roots? And we return to the life pod at the end of our life to, to rejoin the yeah. cycle of Mother so Earth. So you dig a little ways down, you find a good pod that hasn't been used. You Oh, so the pods are actually you, under the ground. You do a cross-section of that pod, and you just sort of orient I... the surface based on which direction the pod is in, right? So you gotta, like, take that, factor that in. If it's straight, if it's straight vertical, that corpse is going in there, standing up. If it's at a weird angle, oh well, that's what you got from your life pod. And then you seal the pod back up, put the dirt back on top, and then life goes on. And then basically, like, that root, maybe it comes back up a little bit above the surface, and you just put a little, like, memorial name on there right and then like maybe it can even be that like if this tree could absorb the entirety of the strength of this this human like but we still gotta get food out of it because that's the vegetables well yeah you you, you open it up it, it has replaced the body with vegetable matter and you can eat that at the wake but and it just tastes like broccoli bean and you're yeah, like oh yeah but let's okay. say it's like a 7 year cycle it's like oh it, it this person was buried here in this pod 7 years ago uh they should be fully done and replaced with with pod flesh now we can put uncle ben in in there and we got this giant tree that's like a fucking baobab and it is is like oh our loved one's souls are in there and Oh, the the tree died. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh man, like yeah, that Shit. that would be like a very legitimate, like sacred symbol, because it would be not yeah. just the the beauty and majesty of a of a tree and the importance of preserving Mother Earth, but also, but also like a dozen generations, yeah, of your an family. entire yeah. graveyards worth of souls have gone into this giant tree. This is an interesting little idea. There's some good world I like building this investment of like the entire funeral service industry being based around just a real good life tree like it's weird as hell but if i got invited to one of those funerals i would not be like what no this is monstrous i would be like oh okay this is how you do it over here on this alien world like i'm cool with this i can i can deal yeah that's all right this is just how you do this is how this culture does their funerals uh, like, have you been thinking about, like, the lady in the tree in Pocahontas at any point here? Uh, I did not think of that. I, I had more of, like, a Legend of Zelda vibe going. Oh, like Great Deku? Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or, or, like, or, like, this is all taking place in the wonderful world of James Cameron's Avatar movie that is getting, like, a dozen sequels. What the fuck? James Cameron, no one gives a fuck about the Na'vi. You waited a little too long, maybe. Like, I know yeah. it's the highest grossing movie of all time, but that is because of the CGI. Like, like, I challenge you, quote me a line from that film right now. Let's have weird, glowy hair sex. You actually nailed it. I did not expect you to know that line. Well done. you remember you remember that line yeah okay here's here's another that is so goddamn dumb that they have their genitals at the end of a long ass ponytail like there's a reason that no species does that of course here's a couple issues with our tree pod things Uh okay one it was a little bit evocative to me of uh like matrix future of like the human pod's Oh, they're full of for, that pink goo for harvest. Yeah, I wonder what do that pink goo taste like? Pink goo. Just, oh, the pink goo like the that they're in. Well, yeah, 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 like when Neo first comes out and he's like, Oh and then yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. grabs and like untwists the thing from the back of his head. Like that goo that he's in. Yeah. What do you and think he that was tastes like? like? Oh. And he was like, oh, Mondays. <laughs> 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 that that was exactly what he was like. Yes. <laughs> um. What does that goo taste like? Uh. Whatever the film effects company made it taste like, that's what it tasted like. Okay, so Keanu um, Reeves, they, they waxed him all down, and they put him in this goo. If you had to put Keanu Reeves in goo, what kind of goo would you put him in? Here's <laughs> our question of the day. Like carrageenan? Carrageenan, uh, vanilla pudding. Ah. that's that. that that's the verdict. Would you put Keanu Reeves in carrageenan or vanilla pudding? Well, I mean, vanilla pudding can contain carrageenan. Okay, so that's one thing I was thinking about with this tree pod. The other thing I was thinking about with this tree pod... Uh-huh. ...is the psychological horror being buried alive. Well, I mean, being if buried were... alive and slowly having all your nutrients leached out by a tree. Yeah, so, like, what if you were buried alive in an accidental funeral where you were just comatose instead of actually dead or whatever uh, terrible, terrible undertaker, just did not well, do his Well, I mean, that's why they embalm you, motherfucker. Like, that's, yeah, but anyway. Okay, uh, there's, there's many reasons why you want to embalm someone, but, uh, the primary reason is you're real damn sure they're dead. And also, like, any sort of vampire or zombie scenario, you're not coming back from being embalmed. Like, your shit has been wrecked internally. If you are a zombie at that point, like, that's magic. Like, you do yeah. not have this is not a twenty eight days later thing where it's a virus. It's like, no, that motherfucker was embalmed and now he's up and walking around. That is magic. Let's go break the curse. I do have to admit that like the the dead or alive thing is a pretty strong binary that like mm-hmm. you're you're very much either um, you know, dead or alive. It's not like the doctor uh, at a at a uh, bedside would be, like, time of death. I mean, it's probably one thirty. I gotta grab lunch. Uh, well, I mean, not to get too morbid, but I remember when our father passed away, and they yeah. were like, oh, time of death, call it. And I was like, the heart monitor is still beeping. And they were like, yeah, that's a reflex. And I was like, yeah, yeah. but the beeping is still going. Pop culture tells me he's alive. Yeah, our, our, our shorthand was kind of not effective in there yeah um okay here's the other thing okay psychological horror being buried alive yeah coffin at least it has like the opening door theoretically or you have to bust out through the wood which will be a feat in and of itself but yeah if you're in one of these pods the pod has sealed itself and now say it's about as strong as like a sealed coconut like you know what I'm actually kind of okay. Like it's basically like Oh you'd be you'd be chilling there. It's the inverse of the womb. Like you are gradually unbecoming and you are gradually shrinking into a fetus. Yeah, you you are you are like it's not painful. It's just you are slowly returning to nature and becoming part of some other larger organism. It's like being a fetus in reverse. So I'd be chilling. I'd be like, well, I'm not getting out of here. I've had a good run. Uh, they they clearly all believe I'm dead. So it's cool. It would be cool if there was sort of like an inverse umbilical cord, which I guess was sort of what they were going with with the back of the head cord, too, um, in Matrix. Yeah. That, like, instead this chute comes in and sticks into the body and starts slowly draining, draining the nutrients away uh here's another thing Uh um when we talk about the like finality of death and like yeah you know how we're kind of unprepared and sort of potentially scared of being dead yep referring to it as like the great sleep is kind of helpful because like if you imagine like a senior who's like pretty much ready to die if you see them young and spry and ready to like write a novel you're like well shit no like no it's too soon whatever if they're, like, tired as shit all the time, like, if they can barely lift their head to look at you, because they're just, like, super dead, and you could put them into one of these pods, it'd be like, oh, yeah, well, like, you know, it's pod time. Pod time, Papa. I think as a species, we would have a very different relationship with death if we did not sleep. Like, do you think we would have even developed the concept of the afterlife if we did not dream? Yeah, man, like... You're right, these things line up pretty, pretty obviously. And I gotta say that, like, as a cultural solution, like, being able to actually choose a time when you could say goodbye, like, I'm not necessarily saying, like, oh, black and white, you know, like, assisted suicide all the way, but it's, as, as far as, like, how challenging of a topic that is, Well, for now, the me problem it's, like, not... Is super when that kind of euthanasia and you're like, okay, this is normal that we gently shepherd you off into the afterlife. It makes violent death and unexpected death all the more tragic because you're like, Oh no, we didn't get a chance to go through the ceremony and say goodbye and have him go to sleep peacefully because he got hit by a car. That's, that's worse. Yeah. I mean, plenty will not get that that peaceful dignity. This is heavy fucking shit for a vegetable. Oh I my talked God. about our father's death just now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. Well, this is, Hey, I've got an idea show, the wacky comedy improv podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say uh, here at the end, I am not going to do my, my what's the worst that could happen bit. I think, I think, uh, we're already good. Yeah, I mean, we kind of made a vegetable in the sense that this coffin is, like, full of flesh you scoop out for, for your sad time talkie bits. Oh, yeah. But, like, ah, oh, did not expect us to go here. And in that sense, I suppose we were true to form. We were needlessly creative. Yeah, this was actually a pretty appropriate sequel. Uh, more so than Toy Story? Well, in the sense that hard segue from the last vegetable, hard segue for this vegetable, you would just want to do vegetable every season? (laughs) Just once a season. That's the only thing that we repeat is we'll have another vegetable app. Aw, season three, vegetable app. Get ready for pickle! Get hype! Pickle would be a separate invention, I think. Yeah, because pickle's not a vegetable. Pickle is just pickling uh, something. But if you really want to hear us invent a pickle, hey, you can suggest it. I've had pickled watermelon rind. You've had it? I haven't had it. I know of it, but I haven't had it. Is it good? It was uh, very syrupy. Weird. Anyway, if you want to suggest to us a topic for what we should invent next time, hit us up at our Twitter at H-I-G-A-I show or email it to us H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. Don't suggest Vegetable, because we've done that one twice now. I mean, we did do it twice, but hey, we did did Reality Show twice. These have been two sequels in a row. Oh, shit. All right. So give me some fresh meat, Luke. Give me something that I can sink my teeth into. I want to invent something else. What do we got? So speaking of the finality of death... (laughs) Great segue. I love whatever's coming up. Yes. Our friend Ryan had another suggestion. And I'm gonna interpret it a little bit. I'm gonna tell you what he what he actually said. Second, okay. Uh, Ryan was interested in us making a zombie movie. Now, what he's actually requested was a blank of the Living Dead movie. Oh, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and expand that to like playing off the zombie trope, and we'll call it like zombie. You movie. don't necessarily want to make it a sequel of that particular franchise. I think that's appropriate. His other suggestion too, which we might get to like in a couple weeks. Uh, same sort of thing, where it's like, I'm just going to reword it a little bit and it will fit. But Ryan, thank you for the suggestion. Next week we're going to invent a zombie movie. N. C. C. And until next time, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night.